Hello, I'm Rachel Clapp-Miller, and I'm the Director of Digital Engagement for Force Management. Our managing partner, John Kaplan, joins me now to talk trap-setting questions. Hi, Rachel. Great to be with you again. And I really love this topic because it's got to be in the top three follow-up questions from our listeners or participants in our training classes. This topic is always in the top three. And really, they're wrestling with the idea of trap-setting questions because you say they're overthinking it. I think you are because I always tell people trap-setting questions are nothing more than discovery questions with the intent to trap the competition. Now, when I say trap the competition, I'm talking about trapping the competition, not the customer. And so really, we're trapping the competition around our differentiators. So it's not a hard concept. There's some other reasons why I think people think it's hard, and we'll cover that in just a few minutes. So you say it's not a hard concept, but for salespeople out there listening, they're saying, you say that, John, but it's always easier said than done. So how do I not get tripped up by the trap setting? Yeah, so you're right. That's what they say. They say, you can say it's easy all you want, but I still get tripped up on it. So I try to break it down to them, make it a little bit simpler. First thing I have you do is I have you focus on a differentiator. So in a sense, starting with the end game. And then ask yourself, so what if the customer does not have that differentiator? And then I start thinking about what questions would I ask the customer to get that up on the table, to get them to contemplate that. Great advice. Walk us through an example. You know, a great example for us at Force Management, I'm just thinking about a differentiator, but one that comes up all the time is cross-functional alignment. Our methodology kind of forces and allows and really needs cross-functional alignment, where a lot of the other methodologies that we compete against don't have that. So I just start and ask myself a question. So what if a company doesn't have cross-functional alignment around an initiative that we're working on? Well, I understand all the bad things that will happen. So I'm confident and convicted to understand the bad things. So I just go into discovery. I don't tell them about those bad things. I get them to tell me. So I just ask questions like, walk me through the last initiative that you had that really required cross-functional alignment. What challenges did you have in getting cross-functional alignment? What impact did that have on the selling organization? What impact did that have on product development or product engineering or marketing? And then what was the ultimate impact on you know, the customer or the end user? And I just go into normal discovery. I get all of this digging and the customer's feeling uh, a lot of pain around not having cross-functional alignment. And then the only crux move that I do that's different than normal discovery is I get them to contemplate. I ask a question like, so what are you doing to ensure that you have cross-functional alignment today? And they kind of look at me a little frustrated like, well, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm in trouble on that one. So it allows me to make the ultimate move in the trap setting scenario. I just ask them a simple question. So it sounds like, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, that no matter who you're dealing with, they're going to need to have a methodology or, or a functionality of what they do to ensure that you get cross-functional alignment, yes or no. And they'll say, yes. And I'll say, do you mind if I just kind of write that down as a required capability? So what I just actually did is got them to come to their own conclusion that they need my differentiator, and now they're going to hold everybody else accountable to it through required capabilities. That's why I don't think it's complicated. 
But really what you're saying is to focus on the endpoint. What do you want the customer to realize about your solution? And what is the differentiator that you need them to demand as, as a requirement? We've talked about this. I worked in journalism for several years before coming to Force. It really reminds me of the way that you're taught to approach a news interview. If, if I'm interviewing somebody and I want them to admit on camera that they stole money from their employer, I have to determine a question track that's going to get them to say that. I'm not going to walk in, turn on the lights, turn on the camera and say, did you steal the money? Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right. a quick way to end the interview. But my entire line of questioning during that process is going to lead me to ask them that very question so I can get that answer. Yeah, I think there's a I, I, one of my favorite quotes that we use all the time is that people rarely argue with their own conclusions. We talk about that in discovery. It's the exact same thing with trap setting questions. If you can get them to a conclusion that's more favorable to you and holds everybody else accountable, and it's their conclusion, they're not going to argue with it. Do you think people get hung up on the word trap, and that's where they're confused? Well, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, because I do think this concept of trapping is a little bit weird, because you know people think about first, they think about trapping the customer. So the first thing, the first paradigm we got to break is, it's not about trapping the customer. Uh, customer. It's about trapping the competitor. So you're using discovery with the intent to trap the competition around your differentiator. You're not trapping the customer. So that means that you need to have a solid understanding of your differentiators. Yeah, this is one where we really talk to our, it's really twofold. The, the accountability is twofold. In the companies that we serve at Force Management, we really hold them accountable. You owe it to your sellers, your entire company to have great clarity around what sets you apart from the competitive landscape that you're in. So the company has to take responsibility for really having clarity around what those differentiators are. If you're a participant in, or you're a seller listening to this uh, podcast, your role or your accountability is you've got to get those differentiators positioned in the conversation in a very, very powerful and positive way. So your company owes it to you to have clarity on the differentiators. You owe it to your company, to yourself, and to your customers to get them on the table in the discussion. And if you get those differentiators on the table by mastering the trap setting questions, you've got an easier sales process. I think that's I think that's absolutely correct. Remember, breaking it down really simply, what we've got to do in these sales conversations, we've got to answer four essential questions. What problems do you solve for your customer? How specifically do you solve them? How do you solve them differently or better than your competition? And where have you done it before? If you leave off how I do it differently or better, you might never get credit for the difference. And not getting credit for the difference is going to make negotiation for value really, really difficult. And that's a great, great final point. Thank you, John. Thank you to all of you for listening. Don't forget to follow Force Management on Twitter and LinkedIn. Make sure you're subscribed to our blog on forcemanagement.com.